The 10-Minute Writers' Workshop is supported by Heinemann, a provider of resources written by real teachers for real classrooms. Heinemann values teachers as decision makers and students as curious learners. Discover the path to lifelong professional learning at Heinemann.com. Heinemann, dedicated to teachers. I am Jeff Ryan, and this is the 10-Minute Writers' Workshop. And I'm Virginia Prescott with one last workshop for 2016. Another Christmas has passed and another New Year is dawning and there's another stack of catalogs on its way to the recycling bin. And that's a clue for today's guest. In our quest to bring you a variety of writers, we reached out to Jeff Ryan, author of Appalachian Odyssey. That's a memoir of hiking the Appalachian Trail bit by bit over 28 years, which is no mean feat but we were equally impressed by his resume. He used to write blurbs and product descriptions for L.L. Bean. So we asked him about the craft of catalog copywriting. You ready, Jeff? I am, absolutely. I was reading from the book about L.L. Bean. It was written by, I think, his grandson. It's called L.L. Bean, The Making of an American Icon. And he and his wife really basically did the writing for the first catalog. He said, if the product had a good story, the chances were that it would be more successful than if it didn't have a good story. So how do, how do you make up a story about mom jeans? Basically, it comes back to the usage and what's credible and what's not. Uh, Bean had very much in their DNA telling the truth and uh, not fabricating anything. You really have to put yourself in a credible position to talk about line jeans and say, why are they so great? Uh, wearing jeans in the middle of the winter isn't always comfortable, but if you're going to wear them to the office or out in the barnyard or whatever you're using them for, this flannel lining adds an extra five degrees of warmth or, or whatever it may be. It's really important to me to have that credible piece behind it. That being said, it doesn't mean that you can't have fun with copy, and we certainly did from time to time when it was appropriate. Yeah, any in-jokes that ever went into them? or We had a slipper that was relatively nondescript. In fact, it was called Bean's Shearling Lined Slipper. And, um, you know, and and again, Bean has a, a legacy of very plain, very simple, straightforward naming. They just didn't do all that well, and um, they asked me to go talk to the product manager and see if I could find something else about these slippers that made them special, and we talked for about 45 minutes, and finally, in a fit of exasperation, he said, I don't know what to tell you about these slippers. They're wicked good. And uh, <laughs> the light bulb went on in my head, and I said, that's it. We have the new name for the slipper. And now it's a, a staple of the company, and partially, well, I think a great deal of it has to do with the story that something in Maine, when it's called Wicked Good, um, it's, it doesn't get any better than that, and the rest was history. So do you get a portion of sales for every pair of Wicked Goods slipper? I, I wish. <laughs> I get to tell you the story. Is there any line, though, that you do remember that, oh, that was the best thing I ever did in a catalog? Was that it? Headlines was sort of a forte that I had. I have an ability to, to come up with turns of phrases very well. And uh, Bean's book pack, Tougher Than School, is one that uh, <laughs> that sticks, that everyone seems to remember that I came up with. It's partly being quick-witted and creative and partly being factual. And it's a great sort of marble cake of the two. How did you get into this line of work? 
I, in some ways, thought I was born to write the Yellow Bean Catalog. My mother always used to tell me that when I was 12 and she asked me what I wanted to do when I was older, I actually told her I wanted to write the Yellow Bean Catalog, which she was expecting astronaut or doctor or something. <laughs> but um, I actually went to work at Bean in 1980, and I worked in the warehouse and in the camping department, among other things, for seven years while I was trying to convince them that this was my calling. And in fact, I got a job in the department next door and the two women that was were largely responsible for writing the copy at the time were bouncing ideas over the wall to each other. And, and I think about two days into it, I couldn't take it anymore and started yelling ideas over the wall. And um, they went to their boss and said, we don't know who this guy over the wall is, but you need to go talk to him. The next thing I knew, I was actually writing a uh, fly fishing catalog. Perseverance paid off. <laughs> so you didn't really ever aspire to like Jay Peterman. It was always L.L. Bean. Well, I sort of thought that that was the best place to start. It was a big thing when I was young for the L.L. Bean catalog to arrive. It's hard, I imagine, for some listeners to imagine a time when the catalog was was not one of many hundreds that arrived in the mailbox, but... I recognized that there was a real quality to the stories being told and the way they were told, and I felt like I had uh, an ability to do that. So I was going to ask you about a book or a work that made you want to be a writer or sort of changed your life. It sounds like the L.L. Bean catalog, was it? Well, it, there were others, I think, um, but I did always want to write. My first book I wrote when I was five, it was called the true story of dogs in the army. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anything but the cover. But um, I, I think I always did really want to be a writer, and this was the perfect venue to do it for me. So if you were to advise somebody who was thinking about, like, I would love to be a catalog writer. It's a great way to make a living. And, of course, now it's probably writing for online copy. What would you suggest is the way to approach it? Well, I think... Actually, I would try to pick up some items and have really disparate items, some that you know a lot about and some that you know nothing about, and try to figure out what the story would be. If you were trying to sell a pair of headphones or goat milk soap or a serrated knife, how would you go about selling every one of those things? And I think what I have found is that it's really much easier to sell things that are function-driven and very difficult and subjective to write about things that are decorative because a lot of times people either like them or they don't. It's a real challenge to try to write about things like decorative wreaths or Hummel figurines. It's a really great way to test your ability and, and make yourself stretch. But I would start there. How do I describe these? And if I was the consumer on the other end, what would I want to know about them? Do you have a favorite L.L. Bean product? I would have to say it's got to be the, the legendary Bean Boot, and it's because I had to write it so many different ways, and every catalog had its own audience. And so I had to write different iterations of that, which sounds, I think, probably to some people like uh, hitting their thumb with a hammer, but actually I found it really challenging. Again, it really helps you not take things for granted and figure out creative ways to position things. For example, if you're wearing an insulated boot for hunting, you're talking to the customer a lot differently 
than you are when that same insulated boot is in a women's style in a more fashion-oriented catalog. Well, I am still wearing my grandmother's bean boots from the 1950s. (laughs) But I'm curious, have you ever taken advantage of L.L. Bean's lifetime guarantee, Jeff? (laughs) Well, I think I had a pair of boots resold. I'm actually, I, I hesitate to say this, but I was in the position to have had a pair of perfect nine medium feet. So I was asked to product test footwear a lot. So I didn't have to take advantage of the guarantee too much. (laughs) Wicked good advice, Jeff. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for having me. Jeffrey Ryan, author of Appalachian Odyssey and former writer for the L.L. Bean catalog. Whether it is making art or making dinner or making money, creativity means following an idea from hunch to incubation to fruition. The 10-Minute Writers Workshop asks a variety of writers, from the Pulitzer Prize-winning biographer Stacey Schiff to the horror writer Joe Hill, how they do it. And you can listen to all of them when you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. The 10-Minute Writers Workshop is a production of NHPR. That's produced by Sarah Plort with help from Maureen McMurray. Both of them as reliable and hardworking as a pair of L.L. Bean duck boots, though much more refined, and they look stylish all year round. And we all wish you a happy and creative and productive new year. Be writing, and come back and visit us in 2017.